This podcast recorded before a live studio audience. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Landon. Questionable guide to life. I, you were telling us about lacrosse last time, and I came up with this idea for like a lacrosse movie starring Johnny Sasquatch called The Crossing the Line. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like, coming of age feel good stories where like you and your best friend are like star lacrosse players and then you're having one of those typical like conversations in a in a movie where you're both in the same car and it cuts to him like turning to you in the car and there's headlights on the side. You get in a car crash and he dies, and then you're inspired to play lacrosse better than ever. <laughs> you're lacrossing the line. <laughs> so basically, uh, you just redesigned Charlie St. Cloud to be lacrosse instead of yeah. sailing. <laughs> yeah, Charlie St. Cross. <laughs> you know, I thought about this. Like, probably like 10 or 15 minutes after you told that story. And I was like, I'm just going to save this. I'm going to develop it a little bit. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and we're going to, we're going to cast Channing Tatum to be the lacrosse coach. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be great. <laughs> Tommy, we will play your best friend. So it'll give you even more motivation when he dies. <laughs> I am totally a high school, super serious lacrosse player. <laughs> Johnny, we are. Super big lacrosse superstars. We're going to make it to the to the end finals because he doesn't know what championships are. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when you see the lights. That's the last thing you hear from him. And you're like, you know what, Tommy? We will make it to the end finals. Oh, oh, that's classic. <laughs> so the past couple of days, I've had to like go to stores a lot. And I've like also been hit up by several people who are like moving. And I, I realized like one thing, it's, it's because I'm a tall, like big dude. And when you're tall, like there, there are two caveats to it. And one is you hit your head on everything, period, all the time. Worked at Arby's for a long time, hit my head on the drive through window. So, so often. (laughs) And two, everyone expects that you have the energy to help them move. Oh, yeah. And I I don't even have the energy to move. (laughs) I don't even have the energy to get up out of my fucking office chair, let alone pick up your office chair and move it to another location. Yeah, that's why I have a podcast (laughs) to motivate you to move to another location while listening. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I will help you by standing around doing absolutely nothing and talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm a, I'm a supervisor. I'm not a workhorse. <laughs> so whoever's listening and, you know, going on a run, like, good for you. I'm not right now. <laughs> I am currently sitting in my chair eating white trash nachos and drinking beer. While talking to my friend. I'm um, glad that you said that, because I'm drinking a Modelo at like 2 p.m. Oh, dude, it's 12 for me. So it's it's even oh, yeah. worse for me. 
But no, I'm I'm literally eating. I don't know if you know what white trash nachos are, but here you go. It's recipe time. We're now in the cooking corner with Johnny Sasquatch. So what you do, right? Wow. You, get some, you get some Tostitos crispy rounds, right? Like the really shitty, like white tortilla, like fucking round Tostitos. And then you buy Fritos bean dip and Mexican style cheese, and you just spread Fritos bean dip on each individual crispy round, and then you just. Coated in Mexican cheese, put it in the microwave for like a minute and 30 seconds. Boom, white trash nachos. Wow. They're amazing. They're amazing. It's that, uh, it's just top tier cooking. Gordon Ramsay, um, you're probably listening. Uh, oh, yeah. Take notes. Yeah. yeah. He's listening. He heard. Just remember, it's never fucking raw. He's probably <laughs> retching right now. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say easy cheese. That's true. <laughs> He'd probably have shown up and executed you. Well, I mean, it's not I'm not saying it's a gourmet meal. I legitimately say it in the title that it is not a gourmet meal. That is horrible and it is not to be eaten by calling it white trash nachos. Um like it I am not a I am not a sous chef, so if you judge my fucking TikTok recipe off your sous chef experience, I'm like, my guy, I have no college education. Okay? More like you'd get sued for being a chef. Exactly. <laughs> there are certain things that I can cook really well, but are they gourmet? Hell no, they're not. <laughs> I am really good at making unhealthy food. Um, it's a uh, skill. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, it really is. I legitimately I went to the grocery store yesterday. And I was, like, shopping, and I was like, wow, my recipes are fucking weird, man. Like, because it wasn't like I was buying, like, college kid food, like, white trash. I bought the white trash nachos, obviously, but that's just because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a part of my childhood. That's why I enjoy those, because my dad used to make them for himself all the time. So, yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's a childhood memory, so they're always going to taste good to me, no matter how disgusting they are to other people, right? But, like, um, no, I was shopping, and I, like, went to the meat section, and I was just, like, uh, shopping, and I was like, Chicken breast, obviously, because, like, I'm watching my shit, and I'm trying to, like, get healthier and stuff. But, like, I also bought, like, seven pounds of carne asada. Like, (laughs) (laughs) let me make sure I get my broccoli, but I'm also going to go pick up butter. Oh, fun fact, I can't eat broccoli. Oh? Yeah, every time I eat broccoli, I end up throwing up. So are you, like, allergic to broccoli? I don't know if it's an allergy or if it's just a physical repulsion to the food. Um, but, like, I've, I've never been able to stomach broccoli. I can stomach, like, broccoli when it's, like, cut up and, like, like mixed in with something. And I don't know it's there. But if I know broccoli is in it, my body will throw it back up. <laughs> oh, shit. And it's, it's, it's not like I don't like the taste of broccoli or anything like that. It's just, like, I, I, I just never been able to hold it down. So do you not care for, like, like cheddar broccoli flavored things? I'm guessing that's the same thing. I mean, it's not the flavor. It's really not the flavor. I think it's more the consistency of it, like, because it's so... It's like a mushroom mixed with moss, and you're just like, uh, yeah, nah. Oh, yeah. I can see how, if you draw that comparison, I can definitely see how that would uh, be gross. Like, I can eat mushrooms. I can eat mushrooms. I can eat cauliflower. I can eat, like, all sorts of other stuff, like, in the fam, the same, like, general like food family as broccoli i just can't eat broccoli mm-hmm. like i can eat cauliflower crust pizza and like cauliflower rice and all that stuff and like i i can enjoy it it's 
just broccoli. I don't know what Most it is. Most people broccoli. hate cauliflower, but like before they hate broccoli. That's wild. Yeah, I don't. I, just, I, I don't know. I just like I've never liked broccoli, and it, it's like no, like, I can eat it if it's like mixed in with some fettuccine or some shit, or if it's in like a healthy meal or something, and it's mixed in there. But I cannot uh-huh. eat full stock broccoli. I just can't do it. Oh, okay. So wow. yeah, yeah. This is a I've new fact something. that everybody has learned about me. Inner demons out there in the open to the public. Here's a new fact for both them and you to learn. Um, so you know, sometimes when we're on Discord really late at night and my phone will like ring, and uh, it's and it'll just like be super loud. It's uh, it's the Scooby Doo theme. Yeah. Um. Well, my number used to belong to someone else that still gives it to people. <laughs> um, yeah and i only know her first name and it's sirita and uh I, I think well i think that's how you pronounce it it's spelled like astoundingly strange um but sirita gets around dude like this happened probably like two weeks ago i was uh i was just sitting here um i was actually in discord with you um and you had hopped off and my phone immediately goes off. And I was like, I, I, who is this at like, I don't know, like two in the morning. I check and it's a dick pic. And <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> this dude text, texts me after he sends the dick pic. Like the dick pic was this introduction. Hey, it's me. Um, and then, and that's then how text, you perform that's game right there yeah <laughs> and then he says you was on me at the club last night and you gave me this number and i text back i most certainly was not on you at the club last night <laughs> and <laughs> i didn't even elaborate on anything else and <laughs> he was like yeah you was dancing on me um and <laughs> <laughs> I, so I sent him a selfie, and I was like, "I, I certainly hope not. <laughs> this doesn't look good doing all that dancing." And he he texts back, "Quit playing, girl." And I'm like, "Wow, re- what? What?" <laughs> and so I was like, "You know what? We're gonna play hardball because this guy can't, uh, you know, he can't get the message." And stop being a sexual predator. Because um, that's basically what that was. Um, he would yeah. not lay off. And uh, so I, I text him. And I was like, sir, why is it that you're uh, texting my 15-year-old daughter pictures of your penis? And he said, <laughs> bro, he doubled down. He was like, oh, so down. you think you funny, huh, Sarita? And I was, I like, I was like, yeah, I figured this was her. Um, and so I call him, I like call the number and he was like, what up girl? And I was like, ah, first of all, this is not a girl. I put on my like most white dad voice and I was like, now, sir, uh, I, I have, I have contacted the police um, to let them know that you're sending pictures of your your wee wee to uh, to my underage <laughs> daughter, wee-wee. and he was like, no, no, "Chill!" And he hung up on me, and then he said, "I'm blocking this number." I was like, "Dude, you already you <laughs> yeah. already said the sexual predator yeah. thing. Like, if I wanted to report you, you're fucked." Like, 
yeah, this is. I was like, what? Why did he get mad? Like he only got mad when I said police were involved. But like I, the whole time, I was like straight up with him. I was like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not her. And like he just kept doubling down. So I was like, fuck it, I'll play ball. Um, <laughs> and uh, she gets okay. So like, here's the even crazier part. She gets texts. Well, they're supposed to be going to her about this lady that's in a maximum security prison. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll call her Mackenzie just for, just for name's sake. Um, cause I'm not trying to expose someone in a maximum security prison. Um, I get these <laughs> texts that she has been rejected for parole <laughs> because she stabbed a police officer last week. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, with an improvised weapon, and uh, I gotta love Arkansas. The amount of times <laughs> that I get these texts about her doing something crazy is wild. It's just absolutely nuts. Because, like, you would think <laughs> they don't tell people whenever someone gets an infraction or something, but like, evidently, Sarita has all of this stuff on this McKinsey person. Um, because I get texts <laughs> all the time. About how like her either her sentence has been extended or a court case has been delayed or she <laughs> stabbed someone or she choked someone out and so she's been put in solitary. Like this is all the time, and I'm just like, why, Mackenzie? Why are you so mad? <laughs> what happened? I mean, Mackenzie's in jail. I'd be pretty pissed off too. But what did she do to get in maximum security? Yeah, killed somebody. Probably killed her man for talking to Sarita. <laughs> They're enemies. <laughs> the rivals and Sarita <laughs> wants a laugh. <laughs> Sarita. <laughs> she gets the text and she's like, "Ha, bitch! <laughs> Suck it, bitch! It's my man's now." <laughs> He left him, so joke's on you. <laughs> Fucking got her. Oh, got Dude. him. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy how long this has been going on, too, because, like, you would think at a certain point she would stop giving people this number because it's not her number anymore. Um, And I've, like, checked for sure that, like, it's the last person that owned this number. Because, um, like... <laughs> I've been getting these texts for, I've had this number almost three years, I think. Um, <laughs> and it, and I've gotten them since the beginning. And she also signs up for an incredible amount of scams. Like I'll oh, get yeah. texts that are like, Hey, Sarita. So you signed up for, you know, I don't know, cash out money laundering, what, whatever whatever people are doing now, basically she's in on it, mm-hmm. and I get a text about it, um, and then they send me a sketchy link that I never click. <laughs> but I'm just, like, all the time, like, this person that I don't even know is, like, on my mind, and I'm like, what, what crazy shit are you up to right now that I'm going to hear about? Because <laughs> it's going to happen. It's like she thinks that's her number and she's getting pissed that no one's calling. 
<laughs> it's like I haven't been hit up in three years. What's going on? I, I love a man. My number is Serena. <laughs> Serena, I know you're listening. Reach out. I gotta. I gotta figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, it, dude. It's messy. <laughs> it's, uh, Sarita and uh, Mackenzie are gonna draw me into a crazy situation at some point. I feel like I'm gonna oh, get yeah. pulled into this. I'm tied in now. I know too much. <laughs> You're just gonna have like a full on like you know you got to be the wheel man for a fucking heist. this is how you enter your guy Ritchie film career Um. (laughs) oh man (laughs) well we've spoken it into existence Um, this is now your life just just get prepared Uh, start taking classes on how to be like the world's greatest wheelman because you're going to have to do it yeah, get, check the phone book and see how many Saritas are in my area and get restraining orders on all of them. Yeah, you got to prepare. You got to yeah. batten down the hatches, man, because it's coming. <laughs> I go to the maximum security prison, and I'm like, yeah, uh, Mackenzie, I'd like to uh, press charges on her <laughs> already, preemptive charges. And they're like, you know what? That makes sense. She attacks a lot of people. <laughs> we'll just tack that on. We'll just tag it onto her sentence. Don't worry. She's gonna do it. So we're, you know what? We'll we'll put her in for longer. <laughs> That's how the system works. <laughs> but you know what's funny is like you already know how it's gonna end, and I have this theory that that's actually better. All right. So I have this running theory that um, thriller movies are one hundred percent better if somebody spoils the ending for you. And and here's my logic on yeah. it. Like, I had never seen Shutter Island, right? And, uh, like, obviously, that ending got spoiled a long time ago because people were like, oh, yeah, he's, he's been, he was, he's a, he was a patient the whole time. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I decided to watch it one day, like, after knowing all this information. And I was just like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to watch it because. That's probably still a good movie. And I was like, you know what? It's so much better because I noticed every little detail that like told you he was a patient. Like the fact that the shoes in the room are shoes that are match the exact shoes he's wearing. And like, they're like, he, the, the, when they say the line, like she creates this, like, uh, this like movie in her head and everybody fills the rules and stuff like that. I was like, shit, bro. They thought this through. <laughs> I have never seen Shutter Island. Oh, dude, like, I've just ruined it for you, but now you can watch it, and you're going to notice all the small details, had, and you're going to appreciate it. See, that's the thing. I've had every chance to watch it. I Like, I own it, actually. Um, you purchased a movie and didn't watch it? Well, I didn't buy it. It was, like, I, it was given to me. It's like a, a friend brought it over. We never ended up watching it, and he was like, ah, you can just hang on to that and watch it whenever. And it's just been here since then. So I, I have it. I just haven't I just haven't taken the time to watch it. <laughs> I'm the worst. You it's been are the worst. for like six months now. <laughs> it's it's been sitting here. It's got dust all over it. <laughs> Hasn't moved once. 
hasn't moved once. I also, I, I remembered something. I was actually, I was laying down in bed last night, and I was like, trying to think of just something wild that I had, you know, experienced growing up, because I wanted to talk about some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I remembered uh, this, the time I noticed that something was off in, like, Mena, Arkansas. Um, and I, Mena, Arkansas is this, like, really small town. Um that my stepmom's parents live in. Um, yeah. And so we would go visit them like every Christmas, sometimes on Thanksgiving. Um, and we go there for, I think it was like the second time we'd ever been there. And we meet some kids um, there while we're just skating around. And so we go, you know, we kind of go exploring the town because, like, there's a lot of dilapidated stuff that's really fun to explore. That night, they invite us to go to church with them, and I and I was like, I yeah, sure. Um, and I so we, you know, we ask, and and our parents are like, yeah, that's totally fine because they think church, so that's fine. So we go to this church, and it's like not like like something's immediately off to me. Um, <laughs> when we go here i don't know what it was but like something felt weird i was like there's something wrong here and we go in here and the teenagers aren't really like listening a whole lot but like i figured you know oh it's you know we're teenagers so like the you know they're just talking amongst themselves and so i start listening to like the little, little sermon going on and the the preacher is talking about how this is the last church age and the end will be upon us soon. And (laughs) we only have a select few years left um, before the rapture. And I was, I was just like looking around and I was like, does no one else hear this? Like this guy's (laughs) saying that like in five years, the rapture is going to happen. It didn't happen by the way. Um, (laughs) But he was he was saying the rapture was coming like within like five years. Um and it was a little kooky and so it, it just completely threw me. But afterwards, all the you know, teenagers and stuff, they were like hanging out outside and I was like, So were you guys like listening in there about the rapture stuff and the end times? And they were like, Yeah. And I was like, wait, so like that wasn't weird to you? And they were like, why would it be weird? <laughs> and I, was, I was like, I was immediately thrown again. I was like, not only do they not think that's weird, that's genuinely what all these teenagers believe. <laughs> and I, I had never felt so alienated. Because <laughs> I was like, the people in this town are crazy. Yeah, but like yeah, Mina surrounded in like mystery. Like the Mina Airport was actually used um, as a major drug smuggling operation for the Medellin cartel and the FBI. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't oh, that crazy? It's crazier and crazier as it goes. You know that movie with uh, I think it's Tom Cruise where he's like smuggling drugs um, from like other places into the u.s for the fbi in like a plane yeah that's 
That's what that is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Mina is just mired in controversy. And I, <laughs> I kind of never want to go there again because, like, my stepmom's parents are wonderful people. I, I love them to death. Um, her dad's <laughs> an amazing artist. Um, and her mom's funny as hell. But, like, there are some crazy people in that town. And like I feel like if my my dad and my stepmom had known like what church we were going to, maybe they'd have been like, "Oh no, nah, that's the crazy people church." <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. I was, you know, I was just like, oh, "Okay, oh, cool nah. friends." That's the crazy people church. <laughs> yeah. That's where the crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is so fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, like where? <laughs> like, there's no way way around that. That's just fucking crazy. Yeah, I was just shocked the whole time. Like, I was like jaw dropped. Like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And, <laughs> and for everyone to just be like, oh, yeah, that's that's life. That's how that's things how are going yeah. to be. <laughs> It's just like, all you people are crazy. Like, I know that, like, I have some weird beliefs and everything, but, like, that was wild. As a teenager, to see that many people that were just like, yep, this is without a doubt the truth. Like, that's some Gaia Network shit. Oh, yeah, straight up. That is some Gaia Network shit. Hey, Gaia, hit us up. We got a good series for you. Yeah. I'll introduce you <laughs> to the people of Mina. They're probably already on it. <laughs> it probably is, dude. <laughs> like, if we're being honest. Like, dude, I don't understand. I, I went, so I've done some more research in, into Gaia because it's been a, a recent curiosity of ours. And yeah. so I went to their website and I clicked careers. Um, <laughs> just, I, I was just curious. Um, and the building looks like a cult building and it's it's oh, yeah. like a an ideal utopia like they have a giant gym a cafe a garden where they grow all the ingredients for their cafe and like this whole huge facility and then on the front of the facility is like this giant gaia logo that's not just the logo but it's like this this like sigil that they made it into on the front of the building could not look more cult. Like <laughs> if you go to the guy website and just like click on careers, it'll show you the whole facility. And like there's, they literally have movies that are set up like this, like where it looks like, you know, an ideal place. And then there's some wild, like sacrifice people stuff going on. <laughs> How is what? no one run into this? I'm just saying, man. Like, <laughs> there was literally an episode of The Simpsons where Homer got a job working at a different nuclear reactor place and his boss was amazing and they all had housing and like the community was self-sustained. But his boss was a supervillain and the, <laughs> the nuclear facility was for a death ray. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Simpsons predicted Gaia. Oh, yeah, straight up. There we go. <laughs> We're going to get us doing this is going to get us labeled as this conspiracy podcast. 
<laughs> there is no conspiracy, okay? The conspiracy <laughs> is really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. They're crazy. Like, they're crazy people. And you know what? I enjoy watching crazy people do crazy people stuff. <laughs> I do too, honestly. Like, to be real with you, I still watch Gaia stuff because it's so outlandish. And also, you can't cancel the subscription, so you might as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, for for anyone listening, um, I I paid for Gaia and then I removed my card and it charged me anyway. And for another month, I can't get out of this. Uh, once you're in, you're in. It's like a gang. And me watching Deeper Space got me initiated. Oh yeah, straight up. I know just, too much to leave. You are Gaia now, bro. Just just accept it. There's no out. Of, there's no out. <laughs> scares me. <laughs> Someone has seen, seen two seasons of Deeper Space um, and knows what's out there. That scares me. I know the power guy has. We know about the real men in black. We watched that that special with that guy that was built like a like a lava lamp. You oh said? yeah, oh yeah. yeah, he was built like a fucking lava lamp. <laughs> yeah. He totally was built like a lava lamp. Dude, I forgot I said that. <laughs> Dude, that guy, when he was explaining investigation techniques and all that, how he was just explaining normal like tactics that like law enforcement uses, that uh, Cal Vilmer, the Val Kilmer lookalike that was yeah, interviewing Cal him, yeah. he was like, so how do they operate an investigation normally? And the guy said, well, they either do a normal investigative tactic or a hostile. And with the normal, if they won't get information, they'll do things. But with the hostile, generally, they'll wait outside the person's home, and then when the person leaves, they'll enter the home, and they'll get the information they need. And I, like, I re-watched that the other day, and I was like, how is that? That's a normal investigation thing. That's... This is just how the world works. Um, yeah. You know how many times I've heard about this happening? <laughs> this is just like, you know, what happens. Um, I don't know what what you thought this was. Um, you thought you were special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, I rewatched uh, when me and you at like four in the morning tried to debunk a guy a video but we were like so tired um that we only got like halfway through it so i stopped yeah. recording um we debunked it in two minutes actually when i was watching it back because it says he's like um air force special um like special forces or whatever and then he said th- he was over the men in black but then he said they were not a special unit of the air force. And we were like, wait a minute. It just said he was. And so he like, he debunked himself in two minutes. Well, the other thing was he was talking about like, um, he said like something about like air force being at Fort Belvoir in Virginia, which is an army base. Yeah. (laughs) And you were talking about how like, there's no air force. Yeah. There's like, I grew up next to that base. Like I know there's, 
And yeah. if there are, they're there for training purposes, not for fucking what he was talking about. Yeah. Um. And then <laughs> there was the whole. Uh, he was explaining that these people had been given a gift by aliens, and it was something that they were not willing to give up. Um. And so he had to go out there, and they had to take it from them. But the situation unfolded in a way that they that the FBI or the the Men in Black were given the gift. He explained the part of the plot in uh in one of the Men in Black movies where Will Smith delivers that like octopus baby. <laughs> like he was he, he explained the plot of that scene. <laughs> it's so true though. <laughs> I think Gaia will just accept anything now. We should really submit a show to them. Oh dude, I bet you we could. We should we could su- submit our podcast to them, and they'd be cool with it. Like, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> we have mentioned Gaia in every episode now. <laughs> Thanks for the support, Gaia. So this whole time, I've been designing a character for D anD. d No regrets. No regrets. Oh man. I, you know how many people now use the uh, the no regrets thing from We're the Millers, or like oh, when yeah. I am one of people them. say that like things are like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. You know how many times I've heard that since that movie? So many times. It's the new norm. It's like uh, it's like that movie Horrible Bosses. The I'd bend her over and show her the Fifty States. The the outtake. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. I actually didn't know that's where that was from. Yeah, it's from Horrible Bosses. There's like an outtake where <laughs> Jason, whatever the whatever that guy's, I think it's like Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's like looking at a picture of uh, of Jennifer Aniston. He's like, I'd bend her over and show her the Fifty States. And somebody was like, What the? Why would you say that? It's from that movie. He goes, he goes, it's not from any movie. He goes, it is now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, these are things. These are things that happen. Man, I so I recently um dived into the world of GTA RP. Um Oh, 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 I have oh, many, yeah. many things so, to say on this topic. <laughs> I I found a home server. Um and it's in it's in beta. It's called Overpowered RP. And mm-hmm. um, I have become friends with the server developer now. And last night I was testing like police cruisers for him. It's it's become a really really cool experience for me, um, just being a part of the development of a server instead of just hopping on one and RPing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the kicker. I play as Mayor McCheese, um, essentially. I wear the cheeseburger head, um, but I'm the lieutenant of the police. I am Lieutenant McCheese. And (laughs) my partner is Chief Jacobson, and he's the chief of police. And you would think that, like, I'm just outlandishly silly, but, like, I try to make McCheese a hard-ass of a boss. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I show up to a crime scene, when I get a call, you know, hop out of the car, lock it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I was <laughs> I was bun deep in my wife when I got this call. Why am I out here so late? 
<laughs> yeah, so I I do like the full on um like gruff chief lieutenant as uh as Lieutenant McCheese. So my whole thing is like every RP server I've ever seen for GTA RP is always like a cops and robbers deal where they focus so hard on the police force and so hard on the criminals. It's like, yo, can I just find an RP server where I could just be like a bike messenger? Oh yeah. See, that's that's something that like we're really trying to get at um with OPRP. Um so we wanna have as many things to do as possible that like interest players. So like we just did the whole um Brandon actually is now the owner of Burger Shot. <laughs> yeah, and uh Austin is um he's the witness. So he talks in like the like the really low voice kind of like this. <laughs> and and I I'd, I'd like to make a statement and so he's he's the witness, and he recently became a police officer. So he's now officer witness. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would just want to be like like a Boston hipster bike messenger in an RP server just one time. Love that. Just be like, just be like, hey, here's your package. Don't forget about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here pedaling. I didn't order anything. Yeah, you did. It's not my problem. It's an order of khakis. I don't know what. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Your name's <laughs> on the package. You're gonna take it. All right. I ain't got time for this. They even put a premium rush on it. All right. Like it's an order of khakis. I, he opens it. It's car keys. I, I pedaled my ass <laughs> off. All right. I pedaled my ass off. You're gonna take the fucking package. <laughs> We're gonna have a problem. Dude, I just like. I don't know why. I, this is the one thing I don't understand from Rockstar. All right, they added mm-hmm. all this like customization for cars and like motorcycles and stuff. But L.A., one of the biggest fixed gear bicycle scenes in the world, is the basis for the game, and they never made custom bicycles. Yeah, and they also have hella skate parks and like like bikes that are not made super well that can go on them. So like it's, it's weird. I don't know what you're talking about. I rip up the. I I bought the the. There's the garage that has the skate park right next to it. I bought I own the garage. That one. I take my BMX, BMX bike there a lot. Yeah, yeah, I fucking rip that park up. That with a BMX is bike. sick. <laughs> I would do this thing for a little while in GTA Online. I have yet to bring this into RP yet. Um, but I would ride around on a bike, and anytime I saw like a random event going on, like someone getting robbed, I'd like chase them down and like 180 and like peg them with the back tire and like <laughs> keep going and I'd be like the BM exorcist strikes again. <laughs> Dude, all right, so actually not story and story time for for the dumb things I like I am a avid GTA cyclist. Um like I do it way too much. So I have like I have these three things that I do. I call them Grand Theft Auto Extreme Sports, okay? One of them is you get on like one of the race bikes that they have in the game mm-hmm. and you just pedal around the map in circles and see how many laps you can get in before another player kills you. Um, and it's super fun because you're just like ducking through alleyways and shit trying to dodge like tanks and like <laughs> oppressors and shit. <laughs> That's an extreme sport. 
And then the other one is trying to get the most ridiculous jump you can on a BMX bike. So one time we literally spent like 40 minutes doing this, me and a couple buddies. We wedged a BMX bike in the back of a Sand King. Um, and then we picked up the Sand King with a cargo bob. And then we we flew the, 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 the Sand King up with the cargo bob on top of the Maze Bank Tower. With the, the BMX bike wedged in the back, I picked the BMX bike up out of the bed of the thing, and I did a double front flip off of Maze Bank Tower, landed wheels, and rolled away. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did some dumb stuff. <laughs> These are the things that people don't, don't think of when they're playing Grand Theft Auto. Like, they're all just like, I want to kill other people, and that's it. I'm like, dude, no. There's so much more shit you could do with Grand Theft Auto if you just, you know, respect each other for, like, five minutes. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Yeah, I do dumb bike stuff on GTA all the time. All the time. With GTA Online, I have found some of the most interesting people in the RP. We actually have a uh, we have a cartoon villain in Overpowered <laughs> RP, and his name is Isaac. And... <laughs> Isaac is an admin, and we attribute all of the magical admin stuff he does as, like, he's really good at magic, so he's a slippery snake. Um, <laughs> so we, like, we pull up to a crime scene, um, and we end up catching him, like, cuffing him, and he gets out of him. And then, then hops in a police car that was, like, previously locked or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he just he just like zips off or like like teleports off or something, and we're like, "Wow, that guy's slippery. We may never catch him." And he's just always up to some cartoon <laughs> bullshit in like a giant monster truck, like robbing stuff. And OP, <laughs> um, the the guy that runs the server is <laughs> he is one of the highest ranking police and the most wanted criminal. He's <laughs> 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 on the clock. He's Max, the cop. And then when he's off the clock, he's OP, like the most wanted criminal. And him and Isaac go around robbing everything. And when when we pull up and we see the green like monster truck, we're like, we're not catching them. We're going to do our damnedest, but we're not catching them. See, you know what I would do in that situation? Even though I know it's the guys who run the server, I just put a bullet in the back of their head. <laughs> well see you gotta follow like protocol and our protocol is like you can't initiate lethally unless another player does for RP reasons so that you can RP out the whole situation but like if someone shoots at you you can shoot back at them but you have to initially like come out with your taser instead of your lethal well then I just tase him on repeat for like 40 minutes <laughs> I once I had a guy uh, pull his gun on me and I pulled out my taser and he was like, I'm going to shoot. And I, I shot him at, like he was a streaker guy. So he's in his <laughs> underwear. And so I tased him in the balls and he started moaning. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I feel wrong about this whole situation. And I, it just, it was just super awkward. And so I was like, like, you that- know what? I'm going to chalk this up to just, we go our separate ways. He said, it's fair. Like, 
It's like that death by police suicide or whatever. It's orgasm by police. Yeah. <laughs> Come by cop. <laughs> uh, would you get reprimanded for that? Like you didn't mean to. Or did you? I tased him when he came in his pants. I don't know what you want me to do. He kept making creepy advances afterwards, too. Rubbing my shoulders. Thank you, officer. <laughs> and what, do I, what do I do, Chief? He kept licking the partition. <laughs> <laughs> he sniffed the back of my neck before he left. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just walks off. There's <laughs> just a Brazzers porn video later. That's like a video of just this guy getting tased in the nuts. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody does it better. <laughs> what are you doing, step cop? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. (laughs) I hate that, like, every dude is going to understand all of these references. Dude, now every person under the age of 35 is going to understand these references. (laughs) I hope so. We're going to get called old by, like, some, like, some fucking like twenty year old dude is gonna be like, "Wow, you guys still use the hub?" <laughs> you be like, good. dude, you don't spend three hundred dollars on for like, true catered experiences. <laughs> wow, dude, I I only use organic hub. <laughs> I use non GMO free trade hub. All right. <laughs> you you trade out porn videos for homegrown vegetables, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's the most sustainable site that we've got. Yeah, dude. Super sustainable. Super low impact. <laughs> Imagine like, like you do porn, but just for groceries. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not even money. You're like, all right, get me groceries now. All right, here's your here's your hump stamps card. Um... Sorry, we don't accept hump stamps here. God damn, more and more places. More and more places. Mm. Looking down upon our way of life. <laughs> to sustain ourselves. <laughs> it sounds low-key like a cult, bro. <laughs> <It does. laughs> Fucking Landon starts another cult. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. Nut for cabbages. <laughs> we got you. Nut for nutrients. Nut for nutrient nutrients. <laughs> Join us on the Nutra system. <laughs> the Nutra grain bar, our staple of our diet system. <laughs> Nutra grain. I hate that. Oh. <laughs> they sell like in the stores. It's like. They got like the nuts and oats, but it's just a bag of nut and some oats in it. <laughs> We're disgusting. <laughs> uh, We're going to have to cut this or we're going to turn it into a porn cast. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. This uh, this podcast brought to you by porn. Um, te- technically not. I mean, yeah, just like in the background of the startup of this episode, you just hear boom, ba dum, boom, boom, boom. I hate that I know what that is. I know exactly. What that is. I feel like that's like I was saying in uh, I think it was like episode one that um, it triggers an emotional response. <laughs> it's like you hear that and like uh, I've had dude I fucking my friend Bill played that and he was like do you know that song I was like yeah I do but I don't I can't quite tag it down and he turns his phone around and I was like god damn it. <laughs> We used to have a guy in my unit that had that as his text tone. <laughs> so we'd be like Amazing. out there working, and then you just hear boom, ba dum, boom, 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 and you're like, "Oh, bro, how <laughs> <Damn>, hard!" <laughs> Let's just say that guy worked very hard. <laughs> Everyone did. <laughs> Everyone in earshot did. <laughs> It's right, mine. I used to have mine as the. Um, I, fr- I don't remember what movie. I think it's a Long Came Polly. Mine used to be every time I got a text, you just hear, "Have you have a, have you seen my baseball?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> no, for the longest time, that was my ringtone. So like, because everybody has like everybody has the same fucking ringtone because nobody ever changes from the stock like iPhone ringtone ever. Uh-huh. So I was like, I need something so I know it's not me like beeping so i just said it to have you seen my best ball <laughs> i almost never hear my text tone so i like I keep my phone on vibrate a lot so i actually don't i don't even remember what it actually is just know my ringtone is the scooby-doo theme by simple plan you've heard it enough <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah Dude, and that is by far the most fire theme song of any children's television show ever yeah, and at this point, I hate it, but it's loud enough that it'll catch my attention. So yeah, my ringtone used to be the Mandalorian theme song. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was like, yeah, this is a great ringtone. It's because I needed a separate thing from my alarm because I used to sleep through my alarm a lot. So like, if I ever heard the Mandalorian theme song, my body would just go, oh, shit! And like, wake up <laughs> instantly. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that, that means you're late. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but when you wake up to the Mandalorian theme song, you're just like, pump. Like out of nowhere, you're just like, bah, 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 bah. I'm gonna fuck shit up today. <laughs> Straight up, dude, it's the craziest wake up ever, especially when you have it as your oh shit sound, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's you got the oh shit adrenaline on top of the Mandalorian badass, ready to start the day. See, I <laughs> now I have such like negative feelings towards that Scooby Doo theme. That like I also have it as alarms, so like <laughs> when it goes off to like wake me up, I sigh most of the time. Just, like, immediately, like it's so, like I have to get up to turn it. I off. feel like I feel like your alarm is just like this is the sound your alarm makes in the morning. You're just like chilling, sleeping, just and then you just hear what's this, Scooby? And then it's off. Yeah, and then you're just up. <laughs> yeah. Like I've I've gotten good at it too. Like, there was one point where I was, like, dead asleep, and I hear, what's new? And then I had already, like, cut it off, and I was up. 
<laughs> I was like, wow. Like, I shocked myself. Oh. Dude, uh, so I realized the other day, all right, so on Friday, I, I mean, obviously people aren't going to know the reference, but you'll know the reference to like in terms of dates. On Friday, yeah. me and my roommate went out to the bar, and it was like a country bar or whatever. It was like one of those dance bars. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I went into the night. I had a very set plan. Um, and I repeated it about a million times to my roommate because he kept getting all in his head and like being all emotional and like weirdo and shit like that. And I was just like, plan, show up, get drunk, end of plan. That is plan for the night. <laughs> like, I was like, anything else that happens is a bonus, right? But no, like, uh, we were at the bar or whatever, and I got cut off while sober. Because um, oh. apparently, me sober is a very, um, very unstable drunk apparently um i had like two beers i was not even close to buzzed and they cut me off and i was like why am i getting cut off they're like oh because you're visibly drunk i was like do you want to field sobriety test me right now because i will like i'm just a weird person let me drink (laughs) like yeah (laughs) if i drink i'll be normal (laughs) (laughs) but then then i also realized like later in the night like, uh, what you call it? Country Roads by John Denver hits different when you're from Virginia than it does for other people. Oh? Like, dude, because, like, I'm, like, you know, not vibing anymore because I got cut off, like, halfway, like, not even, like, before the night even started, I'm basically cut off from drinking alcohol. So I'm, like, at a bar sober, essentially. Uh, but I can't leave because my roommate's my ride, and he's not cut off, so he's having a good time. And, um... So, like, they start playing Country Roads and everybody else is singing it, like, all, like... And I'm just like, bro, homesickness right now. Like, <laughs> everybody else is just like, yo, this is a party song. I'm like, I miss... Why? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. And it's weird, like, I just... I don't know. Like, I've never... I always end up at a country bar. Like, I'm more of a hillbilly than a redneck uh, in terms of, like the side of country that I would be because I'm, I, I listen to like folk music and like bluegrass and stuff like that. Like, so like pop country is not like something that I'm into, but I always end up at country bars because I'd rather hang out with those people when I'm drunk because they do dumb shit. And it's fun to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's um, like the one perk about like Arkansas just in general is like country people are fun to be drunk around. Yeah, they're fun to be drunk around. But my thing is, like, I also like going to, like, nerd bars, too, and having, like, deep conversations. But when I'm in the mood to get fucked up, I would rather get fucked up with a redneck than get fucked up with a nerd. Like, straight up. Because you get fucked up with a nerd, and you start getting into violent debates over whether Luke had a thing for Leia. Like... (laughs) Yeah, but, like, with a redneck, they're just, like, being nonsensical and laughing about it, and you have no idea what they said, but you're laughing, too. And, like, there's just this whole energy about it. Yeah. To break it down is is nerds, when they get drunk, is let's debate. And then country guys, when they get drunk, it's hold my beer and watch this. And I'd rather watch hold my beer and watch this all day than debate with somebody while fucking shit-faced hammered. Yeah. I want to be asked by a guy, like, want to see me do a flip when I know 100% just from visual cues that he cannot do a flip. I want to see it. (laughs) I want to be with that guy. I want to watch you break your neck. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll hold that beer. Yeah, yeah. I'll hold yeah. the beer, and then I'll pour it down your throat as you're breathing your last breath. Um, yeah. And then he'll <laughs> probably say, thanks, brother. 
<laughs> Dude, I shit you not though. Most amount of mullets I have ever seen in my life in one place. Uh, like excessive mullets. Because apparently, like during quarantine, mullets had a comeback like hard as fuck because everybody had to cut their own hair. Um, so like literally, like every like if you spit in any direction, it was landing on somebody with a mullet. Um, and it was it was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm not. I don't. I don't dress for the bar that I go to, so I'm not wearing like jeans and a button up. Or no, I'm wearing fucking chubby shorts that go mid thigh. With, like, a ridiculously patterned, like, pineapple, like, button-up shirt. Uh, and, like, my Vans, like, my Vans TRK slip-ons at a country bar. <laughs> and and everybody else is like, I got a mullet and a, and a straw hat, and I got my shirt tucked into my jeans with no belt. Like, <laughs> or a belt with the largest buckle you've ever seen. Dude, oh, shit, you know, there was a guy who walked past me that night that had a belt buckle that was a beer holder. Oh, my. Like, it, like, flipped down and was, like, a cup holder for beer. So he's just, like, walking around hands for beer sitting on his dong. That's redneck ingenuity right there. Yeah, that's just, like, next level. Like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not even mad. I can't hate the police. <laughs> Speaking of... uh rednecks that are fun to drink with my brother eric um we were very different um love him to death he he's a he's a good old country boy and <laughs> we were at this bar called bear's den uh in in town and this was this was several years ago now um but it was the last time me and him like drank at a bar together like it wasn't anything bad but um basically the place got crowded like Flooded, and Eric, when he's drunk, does this thing where he just wants to like fist bump everybody, like where he just wants to like <laughs> it's, it's love. And so, like, he'd just tap on people's shoulders and be like, "Yeah, fist bump," and like he would do this to the most imposing people. And like, dude, he taps on this gym bro's shoulder, "Hey, buddy," and this guy turns around, mean mugs, and Eric's holding out his fist, and the guy's like. What do you want me to do? And I was like, I like stepped in and I was like, listen, uh, he, he's like super drunk. He just wants a fist bump. That's it. I'm really sorry. But like this guy was like six, like, like six, seven or six, eight. And like, just like 100% muscle, like zero body fat. Just, I'm talking the Incredible Hulk. And Eric just wants this fist bump and i was so i was so intimidated i was like Eric, please and like it got to a point where i was like all right so let's go home on the way out he fist bumped like everybody in that entire fucking bar <laughs> he has fun when he drinks oh Stopping COVID one fist bump at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fist bumps were the super spreader. <laughs> mad respect was a mad spreader. <laughs> oh, 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 dude, I can't, like, I'm just picturing, like, the funny thing is, like, I don't know what that bar, like, I'm picturing the bar I was at that night and just one guy yeah. being drunk as fuck fist bumping everybody. <laughs> yeah so like it, we were on this uh there's this awning over their outside area that has pool tables and like all these games because it's a college bar so like 
it has stuff for college kids to do. Um, but like, imagine an area that's like probably like 30 feet by like 20 feet, just packed with people completely packed <laughs> my brother who he looks a lot like me. So like, imagine someone looks like me with like short brown hair and a big old beard walking around, just fist bumping everybody. <laughs> everybody. Oh, I like that image. That's great. Yeah, just yeah, brother. <laughs> now I want to get drunk with him. <laughs> he's, he's the funnest person to be drunk with, like period. Because he's he's always thinking of like just something wild, and he'll he'll just like bring it up too. Because he has these like he's a lot like me in that like I'll just throw something out there, like you know, like what if what if football is a cover up oh. or something? He'll just oh. throw something out there like that. Oh, dude, this totally reminds me, because you, you're talking about brothers and getting drunk. Um, mm-hmm. So the first time I ever got drunk was with my brother, Andy. And uh, so it was like, I was not of age to drink, by the way, um, just prefacing this. So this is an underage drinking story. Um, but uh, my, my brother got his own apartment because he had like moved out and he was staying with like a bunch of friends. And I went over to his house just to spend the night and just hang out with my brother because, you know... I hadn't seen him in a while. And um, my mom was like, yeah, man, if you drink, it's fine. I don't care. I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, I'm getting drunk tonight. <laughs> so like, I'm, I, this is like back in like the four locos getting banned days, like where everybody went out and bought like copious amounts of four loco for no reason. And like after two, um, you're like blacked out. Yeah. I drank like three, four locos, like an entire bottle of wine. Like, but not like normal wine. It was like coconut blue wine or shit like that. And and it's like two, it's like two a.m. And me and this other dude, I forget his name, decided we wanted fucking Taco Bell and Taco Bell across the street from my brother's apartment. But we d- we can't drive because we're drunk as fuck, right? So we walk over this Taco Bell, right? And we're like, we want food. So we like walk through the drive-through because the lobby's closed because it's after midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're like at the speaker, like jumping up and down on trying Please. to activate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and eventually the guy like notices up, he's like, come to the window. Like we and we ordered like fucking like pounds upon pounds of taco because this is back when Taco Bell was still like super cheap. We spent yeah. like forty bucks on like a Taco Bell gift card and had like enough food for like a hundred people. And like we're just like drunkenly hobbling across the street with like copious bags of fucking Taco Bell, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and to this day, it's still one of the funniest drunk memories I have: is jumping up and down at Taco Bell drive-through trying to get tacos at two a.m. <laughs> Some other people that are crazy fun to drink with. Actually, um, I told you and I told everyone about the uh, the Buddhist wedding that I went to. The yeah. the guy whose wedding it was and those same friends that I was talking about, like cracking up and everything, those guys are super fun because they're like they're just wild. They're just wild people. Um we'll get drunk and we'll go out in my like driveway and we'll play ninja. And if you don't know what ninja is, um oh, basically yeah, everyone gets in a circle and has their arms out. And one person gets to move at a time and you have to hit someone else's arm, but the other person can dodge it. But as soon as you're done moving, 
both of you have to stop and it's the next person's turn. And uh, basically if both of your arms get like touched, like you're out and we'll just play Ninja while we're super drunk or my friend Kyle (laughs) is one of the just wildest people. We got, we got super drunk one night and he was like, I want to go for a walk. And so he just leaves my house. He doesn't even live in this town. And he just starts going walking, and we all stay here. We're like playing Smash Bros and like just like just chilling. And he video calls us on Facebook, and so we answer it, and we see him walking around, and he's like, "Ooh, I, I'm gonna steal this brick!" And he just takes a brick from like someone's flower bed or something, and like then we then he ends the call, and we just, like I didn't know what happened to him, and then he just shows up back at my house with a brick. And, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I I still to this day have the brick actually. <laughs> I kept it. So I still have it. And this same guy, I think this was this was actually the same night. There's a corner store near my house and mm-hmm. we're we're walking down there. Um he decides he's got to go piss and so he goes and pisses on a church real quick. <laughs> and then then we 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 keep walking uh to this corner store and instead of walking around the fence that in front that's in front of it he decides i'm gonna leap over it and <laughs> he jumps the top of the fence catches his pants and fucking shreds the crotch <laughs> and he gets up and then we go in the gas station he's like no regrets <laughs> things are still good Love those guys to death. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to keep going with the drug stories because these are great. All right. So um, this is at Fort Carson in Colorado. I'm in the um, – I'm still, like, young, fit, like, well off me, not fat me. Right? And uh, we get uh, – I have a cold, right? And I was just like – you know what? I was like, fuck, dude, fuck this cold. So I went out and I bought a gallon of Sailor oh. and I downed like half of it to get rid of my, my cough, right? And and we're just getting fucking shit-faced hammered at the barracks, right? And we're just like having a fucking party, right? And yeah. we go outside to smoke a cigarette. I'm, I'm like really fucking drunk. And some guy decides that he's going to throw away his couch at the barracks dumpster oh, from no. his pickup truck. So me being drunk as shit and being like yo <laughs> i grab the couch single-handedly drag it through the barracks and put it in my room and i had that couch for like three years after that um, hell yeah a drunk couch yeah so it was the drunk couch man like like that's the couch that we played nintendo 64 on like i had that, like i had that couch for my entire stay at crescent I went on a deployment and made the household good guys like fight it out of my bedroom because I was not losing it. Amazing. <laughs> and you initially like brought it in there by yourself. I had it in the kitchen. And then the next day, my buddy helped me wrangle it into my room. <laughs> dude, I... <laughs> kitchen couch for a little bit. Oh yeah, dude. I had a kitchen couch for a you're day. Just, like super drunk. And you know what the funny part? And you're like, rub the top and you're like it's okay you won't be a kitchen couch for too much longer no, and then you sleep on the floor no it's funny <laughs> i actually i actually fell asleep on the couch in the kitchen that night amazing <laughs> so you pack bonded immediately exactly yeah 
Dude, I fucking dude, drunk stories are the best stories. Um another <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell a cocaine story because I am clean cocaine now. Um I've been clean since I joined the army, but this is before I joined the army. We're out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere North Carolina at a bonfire, right? Mhm. And we're all like shit-faced hammered. Like absolutely shit-faced. And the person who oh, who's who's who is like throwing the party apparently did not have permission to throw this party. Um, so it's like you know, twelve o'clock. We're all still shit faced. Nobody's coming down off of being drunk, and the dad shows up and is just like, "Get the fuck off my property now!" And I'm the one who fucking drove. So. Uh, immediately I'm like, fuck, I'm too fucked up to drive. And then this dude, Carlos, I, I, I'm just going to call him Carlos because I don't actually know the guy's name because I was shit-faced drunk. He's like, hey, bro, I can get you home safe. I was like, all right, bet. And he just That's hands me... ominous at all, let's do he it. Just, he just <laughs> hands me a key bump of cocaine and is just like, you'll drive like a champion. And I was like, fuck oh it. My God. I just... I just fucking take this shit. I shit you not, dude. When I say I was sober in three seconds, I was sober in three seconds, dude. Like, this shit was nuts. And I was just like, dude, like, I don't know, man. And that started a really long addiction to cocaine that I am not proud of in any way, shape, or f***. Damn it, I got home. (laughs) You got home. (laughs) Oh, shit. Cocaine is good for one thing and one thing only, and that is getting uh, but then after that, it destroyed life. So I do not recommend it um, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so this isn't like me doing cocaine or anything, but it's a crazy like what we thought was cocaine story. Uh, me and my my buddy Miguel, uh, we're we're skating around one night, and uh, one of our buddies ends up showing up, and he's like, "You guys want to go to a party?" And we're like, "You know, why not? I guess we're not really like super big on." parties or anything but we decided to go anyway and so me and miguel hop in the car we go to bumfuck egypt um i don't even remember what town this was it was like that middle of nowhere and we go in house is like packed with people me and miguel like look at each other and we're already like okay this is going to be a shit show so (laughs) so me and miguel just like sit down and like me and him are just like talking amongst ourselves uh, dude walks up to us and he's like, "You guys," uh, and he like taps his nose and he's like, "You want to jump in on this?" And we're like, eh, "Nah, but we'll we'll come we'll go where everyone else is going." And like, we go into this giant ass bathroom and like everyone's like you know doing coke and shit. And <laughs> the next day, uh, me and Miguel like wake up in those same chairs that we went to sleep in. Me and Miguel just ended up getting drunk, but we uh, we find out that those people were doing crack. That was... <laughs> was, was so if, I'd have, if we'd have said yes to like what we thought was cocaine, we'd have been doing crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... We, uh... And we knew that, like, our buddy and his girlfriend had done it, and we told him, and he was like, I, I know. And that was the point where we stopped talking to that guy. (laughs) He was a crackhead and we didn't know it. (laughs) Dude, that reminds me. There was one time I was in Frederick, Virginia. Uh, 
And in Fredericksburg, there's a there's a park, like a skate park. And I was just skating uh, at the skate park because, you know, I wanted to skate. And uh, I had a dude really, like, legitimately walk up to me and be like, yo, man, you want to buy some glass? And I was like, I am never coming to the skate park again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, catch. He, like, throws you some crack. Dude, no, it was meth. He was offering me meth. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, dude, I'm like 19 years old, and I weigh like 120 pounds soaking wet. You're offering me meth. That might be why. He's like, he's like this guy may be on the, you know, on the come up to meth. He's, he's a little <laughs> guy. They were like, yo, man, you want the confidence of a six foot three, 345 pound bodybuilder? Have some <laughs> of this glass. <laughs> Take this. Like, what is it? Just take it. Oh. <laughs> you want some of this performance enhancing weed? <laughs> oh, no, Johnny. This is Cedrin Hitton. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, your friend, our crackhead? Oh, your friend, our little crackhead? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end on this. I am so happy that I had all of these experiences before fentanyl, though. Oh, my um, God. Because, Can you imagine? Like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, I'm so happy that, like, I had my experimentation phase at an age where, um, like, it wasn't a problem. Like, you couldn't just die because somebody decided yeah. they wanted to pad your fucking drugs. Like, yeah, with, like, crocodile or, like, the fucking... Or fentanyl or shit. Yeah, like, like back there's then... There's so many would, crazy drugs now. Like, because back then, all they would do is, like, cut your shit with, like, baking soda or, like, sugar or something. So, like, yeah, like, you... It wasn't great for you, but you wouldn't fucking die. Yeah, but now it's like, you know, let me cut this with a harder, cheaper drug. Yeah, let me like, make it so that Jesus it still Christ. gives you. Let me make it so it still gives you an effect, but it's cut. I was like, I'd rather have stepped on, stomped on shit than die of a fentanyl. Yeah, like <laughs> that, dude. That's some fucking Poppy Adams Kingsman shit right there, dude. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, moral of the story is: don't do drugs, okay? Drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> Rate and and review our podcast on iTunes. Um, we need we need some of that. And uh, and as always, we're gonna close out here by saying you can contact us at questionableguide at gmail dot com if you have questions or anything you'd like us to read or talk about on the podcast, or you know maybe you'd just like to chat and give us something to share. Just reach out and. Thank you for listening. Ooh, yeah! Fix my parents' marriage, please. Okay.